0: Hi, Dave Emery here. This is, for the record, program number 1215, the Oswald Institute of Virology, Part 13, top agonistes, and the Northwoods virus. This is being recorded on November 17th of the year 2021. Before getting into the main body of the broadcast, three links. One of the links will enable you to subscribe to the comments that are made by our, well, mostly by our brilliant contributing editor, Parafractal, sometimes also by other intelligent listeners. By the way, these links are at the top of each For the Record program written description and at the top of each Food for Thought post. And again, one link will enable you to subscribe to the comments made by Perifractal. Another uh, another link will enable you to subscribe to the podcasts that are being made by Sister Station WFMU. So if podcasting is the best way for you to uh, consume the broadcast, Sister Station WFMU is podcasting the program. And the last link will enable you to obtain the 32-gigabyte flash drive with all of my 42-plus gears on the air on it and also a mini-library of old anti-fascist books that are available for free on easy-to-download PDF files. I get no money whatsoever from that flash drive. And again, it has all of my uh, life's work on it. I am now in my 43rd year on the air. Uh, The flash drive will be current as of this program, for the record program number 1215. Now, uh, the title, this is the 13th program in a series. It alludes to the Wuhan Institute of virology, which, as I have uh, explained in a long series of programs, uh, in my opinion, was set up as uh, a fall guy or a fall institution to take the fall for the uh, COVID-19 pandemic in a fashion not unlike the way Lee Harvey Oswald was set up as a, quote, lone nut or a, quote, communist, unquote, in order to take the fall for JFK's assassination. Lee Harvey Oswald was then killed before he could adequately, adequately defend himself. Uh, as we have spoken about at great length in uh, this series, I believe that the Wuhan Institute of Virology was set up in a manner not unlike the way Lee Harvey Oswald was set up as well. Now, the other elements of the title, before we get into the actual subject material, uh, do talk top- Agonistes is a reference to the right-wing columnist for the New York Times named Ross Dutat, D-O-U-T-A-P-P. I may be mispronouncing his last name. I've read it many times. Uh, I have never heard it spoken aloud. He is, as I mentioned, uh, the A-right-wing columnist for the New York Times. There are other uh, conservative columnists, but he is the farthest to the right politically, and he has been uh, pretty much of a cheerleader for the National Security Establishment and uh, was uh, doing some of that cheerleading on behalf of the, quote, lab leak hypothesis for the origin of COVID-19. It is that lab leak hypothesis for which the Wuhan Institute of Virology was set up, in my professional opinion. Uh Dutat has had a couple of columns talking about his horrendous struggles with Lyme disease. Like many people, he thought that uh, he would be able to purchase a... Uh, home in the countryside in Connecticut, and uh, live or live and work happily ever after. What he forgot about was what many people have forgotten about, which is the fact that not only is Connecticut uh, a, an area in which Lyme disease is rampant, but in particular, uh, parts of Connecticut are right on the other side of Long Island Sound from Plum Island, which was is a, 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 an animal and plant disease laboratory that doubled as a biological warfare epicenter. And for the record programs eleven thirty five, eleven thirty six and eleven thirty seven, among other programs, a small portion of which we will review in this broadcast, we spoke about Lyme disease as a biological warfare weapon, and the evidence that it was developed as a BW weapon in this country is very strong indeed. And it is uh tragic while uh, Dutop's situation is tragic in a classical sense, it would be almost as though he were the central character in a tragic play written by Aeschylus, hence my uh, use of the term uh, Dutop Agonistes, for he again has been, uh, he is the victim of what in classical theater, classical literature, was the tragic flaw that each protagonist or each uh, tragic hero manifested in Ross Dutott's case. uh, Again, he has been uh, an unapologetic cheerleader for not only right-wing ideology, but for the national security establishment, and was a fairly enthusiastic uh, endorser of the lab leak hypothesis. And now... Lost Utah has been felled by, in a sense, uh, the very weapons complex, a biological weapons complex, on whose behalf he had done some cheerleading, and he has been uh, sorely afflicted, you know, very grievous suffering. And in his second column, uh, he spoke of himself as being a science experiment. And in uh, For the Record 1136, we took a look at the heroic research of Chris Newby, N-E-W-B-Y, in her book Bitten, a very, very important book that gets the Dave Emery five-star rating. And in addition to blowing the whistle or really lifting the cover would be a better way of putting it because other people had uh, done research about that. In addition to uh, contributing in a massive way to the body of literature about Lyme disease as a biological weapon developed in this country, uh, Chris Newby also lifted the curtain on a scandalous State of affairs uh, vis-à-vis Lyme disease treatment in which many of the experts who were involved with, quote, treating, unquote, Lyme disease, note the quotes, were actually uh, in the role of not only profiting from the suffering of many, including apparently Ross Dupont, but also obfuscating the origins of the disease and scapegoating uh, sufferers as somehow delusional. All of this in the name of profit. And again, I think uh, the situation of Las Dutas is very similar to uh, the situation of a tragic hero in classical literature. And if he had been the central figure in a play written by Aeschylus, he would indeed be Dutas' agonistes. So we will be talking about that. And the last reference is to the uh, operation north woods that was a series of provocations that were formulated by the joint chiefs of staff in order to uh, provoke war against castro's cuba uh, at least as far as we have been told, they did not, uh, those were not put into place. Certainly there was never an invasion of Cuba. But I think the planning of Operation North Woods is something that uh, looms large in our analysis of what took place vis-a-vis COVID. I think the evidence is very strong indeed that the COVID was an op. Uh, it did indeed come from a laboratory. The lab wasn't in China and it didn't bleep and quote leak unquote. I uh, will talk more about that. One of the things that is so important in connection with COVID is the context and we will talk about that. But uh, if you are going to decouple China, which is the second largest economy in the world, not only from the U.S., which is number one and uh, its largest trading partner, but if you are going to alienate China from the rest of the world, uh, you're going to have to figure out some way of doing it. And I believe that the COVID was part of that up. It also has been a tremendous windfall for a great many people, not only the big pharma companies that are Profiting from the vaccines and now uh, the pills that were going to be developed, but also from the uh, the investors, so-called macro investors, who were in a position to short some stocks or invest in others, whose fortunes literally were determined by the course of the pandemic. And by the same token, just as the wealthy have become wealthier, uh developing nations uh have been sorely pressed by the pandemic as well. so we are going to be looking at the uh well, the pandemic as basically a, an op, a Northwoods virus, I believe that some scenario along the lines of Operation Northwoods was indeed uh, at a fundamental level underlying the development of the COVID pandemic. However, we will talk more about that uh, later on. Uh, In the fall of 2019, I was doing a series of programs about the destabilization of China. And that is part of the context uh, in which uh, I think COVID has to be seen. Really, uh, I think one could make the case that the straight railway line of American-Asian policy that was explicitly delineated by Stanley Hornbeck uh, in charge for a time of America's Far Eastern or Asian policy, someone we looked at at great length in uh, our just-concluded series about the Marco-fascism of Chiang Kai-shek and the Kuomintang, I think the strafe line of U.S.-Asian policy uh, that railway line could be seen as coming right through your front yard. If you are going to decouple the largest economies in the world and to uh, alienate China, well, again, uh, COVID-19 is a good way to do it. In the fall of 2019, again, as I said, uh, it was quite obvious that there was a program of destabilization operations underway against China. The unrest in Hong Kong was one of those operations, although it has not been uh, represented, honestly, in our news media, even our so-called progressive news media, for the most part. Uh, Some exceptions being Consortium News and The Gray Zone, which has done a very good job of covering a lot of this, the, quote, pro-democracy, unquote, movement in Hong Kong, Was actively funded by U.S. intelligence cutouts such as the National Endowment for Democracy. One of its focal points was Jimmy Lai of the Apple Daily, whose right-hand man is a gentleman named Mark Simon with a long history of involvement with Naval Intelligence and the CIA, although he denies vehemently that he is a spook. Uh, In fact, anyone working out front yet undercover for the intelligence community would have to say that pro forma, or they would be uh, very severe. The available evidence points strongly to Mark Simon as an intelligence operative or perhaps an asset. Again, the other leaders and institutions of the, quote, pro-democracy, unquote, movement uh, have received funding from various U.S. uh, intel cutouts, primarily the National Endowment for Democracy. They have been also networking with U.S. political and diplomatic figures, especially members of the Trump administration. They have been networking with Nazi elements from Ukraine, uh, such as Party Sector and Azov battalion operatives. And... And uh, I would note that the match to the tinderbox uh, in uh, Hong Kong was an expedition treaty, a Hong Kong resident who was living in Taiwan murdered his pregnant girlfriend and then fled to Hong Kong because he could not be extradited. Call me old-fashioned, but I have to think that uh, the push to extradite uh, to uh, make basically enable his extradition was justified. However, as we looked at Hong Kong itself is a major epicenter of transnational corporate white-collar crime, and if the extradition treaty, which has been shelved for the time being, had come Come into effect, then it would have permitted a lot of those powerful transnational white collar criminals to potentially face justice on the mainland. And that was one of the main, uh, matches to the tinderbox of Hong Kong. Also the economy, which had seen a 300% increase in rents while wages stagnated, uh, plunged uh, roughly 20% of the Hong Kong population at or below the poverty level, a lot of young people in particular, uh, thereby making them quite uh, vulnerable to uh, a destabilization effort. Something that is emblematic of what the Hong Kong disturbances were about is the fact that Pepe the Frog, the right-wing slash alt-right icon of the earlier Trump years uh, was adopted as one of the major icons of the Hong Kong quote pro democracy unquote movement. The Uyghurs in Xinjiang province have been the focal point of Western Intel destabilization since the immediate aftermath of the Chinese Civil War. It has continued during the Cold War, and uh, not only Pan-Turkist elements, but Islamist elements associated with al-Qaeda, with ISIS, Uh, also Nazi elements from the anti-Bolshevik bloc of nations, offshoots, Captive Nations Committee, and uh, the Victims of Communism Memorial Foundation have helped to elevate uh, the situation in in Xinjiang to an outright and, frankly, hysterical Propagandistic effort. Adrian Zenz, a right-wing Christian, and again, a fellow traveler of the Captive Nations Committee, and a fellow with the Victims of Communism Memorial Foundation, one of its offshoots, is uh, the go-to guy for the media in that regard. Uh, Ruzi Nazar, former SS officer and CIA agent, is another of the fellows who has historically played a lead role in the dissemination of the, uh, Uyghur, quote, genocide or quote, persecution, uh, propaganda gambit. It is in the context of not only those covert operations, but a trade war the U.S. withdrawal from the Intermediate-Range Missile Treaty in early 2020 in order to build up uh, arms against China. Uh, Or are the context in which the uh, breakout of the COVID-19 takes place. As we have looked at in that very important article from uh, the Last American Vagabond blog by Whitney Webb, uh, DARPA, uh, the Pentagon's research branch, had been extensively researching bat-borne coronaviruses, including in and around China in the early August of 2019, for whatever reason, the U.S. Army Medical Institute of Infectious Diseases was closed down for safety reasons in mid-October of 2019. There was a very interesting uh, program that was a rehearsal for a deadly global coronavirus-caused Pandemic. This is called Event Two Hundred One. One of its major participants was Avril Haynes, now the director of national intelligence, formerly a consultant with Palantir, the Peter Thiel, Slav, uh, Trump associate, uh, defense uh, high-tech contractor. And really, sort of the Alpha Predator of the electronic surveillance outfit. And then, coinciding with the outbreak of the... with the very important Chinese lunar holiday, uh, COVID-19 strikes. Uh, and... We have, again, spoken about this at great length, and I can only touch on some aspects of that research. Listeners are emphatically in, uh, encouraged to get a hold of For the Record programs uh, 156, uh, 157, 158, and 159, or, uh, 1157, 1158, and 1159, 1170, and uh, For the Record 1183 through uh, For the Record 1193, which uh, talks about the uh, Oswald Institute Institute of Virology. A couple of very interesting developments in that regard. The Wall Street Journal of September 27th of 2021. Uh, An article called World Health Organization to Resume COVID-19 Origin Probe by Drew Hinshaw, H-I-N-S-H-A-W, and Betsy McKay, capital N C capital K-I-Y, from the Wall Street Journal, of September 27th of 2021, page A6 of the Western edition. And there is an interesting, uh, very interesting excerpt from this article. Our eyes and ears on the world is our media, and we are dependent to a large extent for our understanding of world affairs on what we are allowed to know courtesy of our media. And in that article discussing the World Health Organization's resumption of a probe into the origins, there is a very interesting passage. For months, China's government has insisted, both in public and in private meetings with Dr. Tebulos, head of the WHO, that studies on the origins of the virus should now focus on other countries, such as Italy, by the way, there was a reported detection of COVID-19 in wastewater in Italy in September of 2019, also a smaller by sample size of a detection of COVID-19 in Spain in March of 2019, and then it goes on to say, or on U.S., Military Bio Research Facility in Fort Beechick, Maryland. Dozens of governments aligned with China have sent Dr. Peglos letters in support of Beijing's position, a person familiar with the letters said. A spokesman for the U.S. Army Medical Research Institutes of Infectious Diseases didn't respond to the, to requests for comment. And, uh, it's as few if any scientists outside trying to see the military base as a plausible ground zero for the pandemic. But this is basically editorialization on the part of the authors. Predictable, though, I think. Uh, Dr. Tibios has resisted the idea of investigating for Dietrich, a person with knowledge of those conversations. Said, well, I don't imagine he wouldn't. He would be. Uh, I, I can't imagine that he wouldn't be reluctant to do it. He'd get himself killed, frankly. Um, What is so interesting here uh, is that dozens of countries, it says here, dozens of countries, or excuse me, dozens of governments aligned with China. Uh, Again, that is dozens of governments aligned with China have sent back tribulous letters in support of Beijing's position, a person familiar with the letters said. Dozens of governments. I mean, we have heard nothing about that. This this is the only reference to something like this that I have seen. From the context here, it sounds like there is a major international phenomenon underway, basically. that uh, dozens of governments aligned with China. Well, they would have to say that. I wonder how many governments. Dozens. Ending an S of governments sounds like a lot of governments. Who are they? Again, we've heard nothing about that. Uh, I personally doubt that Fort Detrick or the USAMRIID would be, quote, ground zero, uh, with regard to the pandemic, um, in that sense. That, that is sort of old fashioned. I strongly suspect that Fort Detrick, as well as other U.S. biological warfare facilities, were involved in the research that led to uh, COVID-19. However, being ground zero, in other words, having the basically an, an American lab leak hypothesis, just I think is is, is in some ways as far fetched as the Chinese lab leak. Uh, it didn't leak, and I don't think. Uh, There was a leak at Fort Detrick that led to the pandemic. I suspect that some of the uh, select agents as they were turned, and we haven't been told what they are, that were being tested at uh, Fort Detrick and uh, the careless disposal of waste from some of those experiments may have been involved with research into the coronaviruses. However, we will never know because it has been withheld for national security reasons. But again, I find this astounding. We've heard nothing about this. You know, our our free press, unquote. Dozens of governments aligned with China have sent Dr. Tedros letters in support of Beijing's position. Well, who are they? That sounds like a lot of countries. And yet, (laughs) we've heard nothing about it. I know no one who's heard anything about it. That is really, really interesting. And another article from that same issue of the Wall Street Journal on the same page of the Western Edition, this also by Betsy McKay, capital M-C, capital K-A-Y, of the Wall Street Journal, September 27th of 2021, Scientists' Panel on Virus Disbands, and it is about the Lancet's scientific panel looking into the origins of the coronavirus. The Lancet is a prestigious British medical journal. Uh, curiously, the fellow whom they, said, they they requisitioned to select the member's of this commission was none other than Jeffrey Sachs. He is an economics professor currently holding forth at Columbia University, and he is uh, heading up an interdisciplinary uh, entity of some uh, bobby. Previously, he was out of Harvard University, and for our purposes, most importantly, it was Jeffrey Sachs who headed up a partially government-funded group of Harvard University academicians who uh, basically were in charge of the restructuring of the Russian economy under Boris Yeltsin and sent the Russian economy back to the Stone Age. One of the uh, rhetorical devices in Russia and a line of thinking about Jeffrey Sachs maintains that he is an emissary, quote, either of Satan or the CIA. There is no proof of <laughs> either of them. I don't believe in the existence of Satan. However, uh, we can say certainly that the type of organization to be headed, a, a partially government-funded group of academicians at Harvard, is characteristic of some of the intelligence communities and the CIA's academic spook operations, and it is in a position in which uh, the CIA would certainly want someone. It is very strange that uh, the Lancet, again, a prestigious British Medical Institute would select an American economics professor to uh, put together their panel of experts. It's sort of like the old joke about hiring an automobile mechanic to take out your appendix. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me if, however, again with a capital I and a capital F and a capital H, if... The allegations in Russia about Sachs being CIA are substantive, or if we take that as a working hypothesis— then uh, his chairing the Lancet panel uh, would make more sense. Again, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Why would a British medical-slash-scientific journal take an American economics professor as the one to put together their panel? It would seem to be that, A, they could find someone qualified in the U.K., and, B, uh, someone with medical and scientific credentials. Jeffrey Sachs has neither. What is so interesting, though, is the following. Columbia University professor Jeffrey Sachs said he has disbanded a task force of scientists probing the origins of COVID-19 in favor of wider biosafety research. Butcher Sachs, chairman of a COVID-19 commission affiliated with the Lancet Scientific Journals, said he closed the task force because he was concerned about its links to EcoHealth Alliance. EcoHealth Alliance's President Peter Bashek led the task force until recusing himself from that role in June. Some other members of the task force have collaborated with Dr. Beyshek or EcoHealth Alliance on projects. As we have looked at in many, many programs, uh, Eco EcoHealth Alliance is indeed deeply involved along with other Pentagon slash DARPA related institutions in the funding of coronavirus research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology and related research elsewhere, including the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Uh, what this article does not mention is who the main funders of EcoHealth Alliance are, they are the Pentagon and the U.S. Agency for International Development, a State Department subsidiary that is among the most common covers for CIA operations and has historically been the cover for some of the most insidious of those operations. One of Deschak's top advisors in the EcoHealth Alliance is David Franz, F-R-A-N-Z, the former commander of Fort Detrick. So it is uh, more than a little interesting to, uh, again, see not only Sachs heading up the COVID-19 condition for Lancet, that's a British medical and scientific journal. What is he doing, an American economics professor, choosing the panels for that organization? doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And uh, there has been a lot of coverage of the... EcoHealth Alliance uh, in this country, however, with the exception of some of the articles we have accessed in the past, uh, including and especially a very important article by Sam Husseini that uh, talks about the EcoHealth Alliance and talks about its funders and the fact that uh, the main funders of EcoHealth Alliance are Pentagon and USAID. Before we get into another very, very interesting article... Reviewing very quickly one of the central elements in our Wuhan Institute of uh, Virology series, uh, a Vanity Fair article from June 3rd of 2021 by Katherine Aben, capital E-B-A-N, The Lab Leak Theory, Inside the Fight to Uncover COVID-19's Origins. And it uh, talks about when the Pompeo State Department and related institutions in the Trump administration uh, were uh, Thinking about uh, cranking out the uh, the lab leak theory as a uh, rhetorical slash propaganda weapon, uh, and uh, again collapsing or uh, synopsizing some of this research. Quote again, Vanity Fair, June third, twenty twenty one. The lab leak theory inside the fight to uncover COVID nineteen's origins by Catherine Aben. In one State Department meeting, officials seeking to demand transparency from the Chinese government, said they were explicitly told by colleagues not to explore the Wuhan Institute of Virology's game-of-function research because it would bring unwelcome attention to U.S. government funding of it. In an internal memo obtained by Vanity Fair, Thomas Binamo, capital V-I, capital N-A-N-N-O, former Acting Assistant Secretary of the State Department's Bureau of Arms Control, Verification, and Compliance, wrote that, quote, staff from two bureaus warned leaders within his bureau not to pursue an investigation into the origin of COVID-19 because it would open a can of worms if it continued, unquote. As the group probed the lab leak scenario, among other possibilities, its members were repeatedly advised not to open a Pandora's box, unquote, said four former State Department officials interviewed by Vanity Fair. That article is very important and also was heavily spun and uh, mostly uh, massages the lab leak hypothesis. But again, bearing in mind that the aforementioned EcoHealth Alliance was deeply involved with that research and that its chief funding sources are Pentagon and USAID and that David Franz, former CEO of for Dietrich, was a top advisor to EcoHealth Alliance. That is very, very important indeed. Now, a very important article, and we'll... Uh, I'll do my best to excerpt this. Uh, this is from the Daily Mail in the UK. It's by Charlotte Mitchell, L, from October 5th of 2021. The article, Wuhan scientists and U.S. researchers plan to create a new coronavirus in 2018. Consortium led by Brit Peter Bashek asked DARPA, to fund research at lab in city where COVID pandemic began. Once again, they're talking here about the Eco Health Alliance. Now, some key aspects of this, bearing in mind what we have already spoken about in connection with Eco Health Alliance, also in connection with that Vanity Fair article, uh, the brilliant Berkeley professor Peter Bale Scott noted quote the cover-up will obviate the conspiracy, unquote. And uh, noting the extreme reluctance and the emphatic caveats given by officials not to investigate the Wuhan Institute of Virology and the uh, research being done there, lest it expose U.S. funding of same. again, uh, EcoHealth Alliance at the center of that, that is very interesting and, I think, significant indeed. Now, of this article, again from the Daily Mail of 10-5-2021, Wuhan scientists and U.S. researchers plan to create a new coronavirus in 2018. Consortium led by Brit Peter Bashek asked BARPA to fund research at Lab in city where COVID pandemic began by Charlotte Mitchell. Now, noting the following excerpt in that article. Last month, a grant application submitted to the U.S. Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, or DARPA, revealed that an international team of scientists had planned to mix genetic data of similar strains to create a new virus. The grant application was made in 2018. The grant application proposal was submitted by British zoologist Peter Bashek on behalf of a group which included Bashek EcoHealth Alliance the Wuhan Institute of Virology, the University of North Carolina, and Duke NUS in Singapore, The Telegraph reported, quote, we will compile sequence RNA sequence data from a panel of, let me read it literally, some of this is Greek to me, frankly. We will compile sequence RNA seq data SEQ data from a panel of closely related strains and compare full-length genomes scanning for unique SNPs representing sequencing errors, quote, consensus candidate genomes will be synthesized commercially using established techniques and genome-length RNA and electroporation to recover recombinant viruses, unquote, the application states. The World Health Organization expert told the Telegraph that the process detailed in the application would create, quote, a new virus sequence, not a 100% match to anything, unquote. They would then synthesize the viral genome from the computer sequence, thus creating a virus genome that did not exist in nature but looks natural as it is the average of natural viruses then they put that RNA in a cell and recover the virus from it. This creates a virus that has never existed in nature. Quote, this creates a virus that has never existed in nature with a new, quote, backbone, unquote, that didn't exist in nature, but is very, very similar as it's the average of natural backbones, unquote, the expert said. Experts told the paper that creating a quote, ideal average virus could have been part of work to create a vaccine that works across coronaviruses. Last month, it emerged that the U.S. had funded similar research for that outlined in the 2018 grant proposal. Well, this is, it appears I have not read the actual document, but the detailed presentation of what they planned on doing would have permitted someone to do this. It says that the proposal was turned down. It also said last month it emerged that the U.S. had funded similar research to that outlined in the 2018 grant proposal. As we looked at in a June 2018 article from The Guardian that we've used many times, uh, quoting from that article, Advances in the area, meaning in uh, synthetic biology, advances in the area mean that scientists now have the capability to recreate dangerous viruses from scratch, make harmful bacteria more deadly, and modify common microbes so that they churn out lethal toxins once they enter the body. In the report, the scientists describe how synthetic biology, which gives researchers precision tools to manipulate living organisms, quote, enhances and expands unquote, opportunities to create bioweapons, and still more from that same uh, June 2018 Guardian article. Today, the genetic code of almost any mammalian virus can be found online and synthesized. The technology to do this is available now," said Michael Imperiali. It requires some expertise but it's something that's relatively easy to do, and that is why it tops the list. This technology essentially could be used and may very well have been used in connection with this uh, proposal to DARPA, which was finally doing research into backbone coronaviruses in and around China, including the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And again, EcoHealth Alliance is one of the epicenters of this, along with WIV. Now, again, bearing in mind what we have spoken about with the uh, AIUS, AIV, and Pentagon being the chief funding sources for EcoHealth Alliance, bearing in mind what is possible with synthetic biology, bearing in mind that David Franz, former commanding officer of Fort Petrick, is one of their uh, top advisors. Uh, we need to uh, keep in mind the following uh, bear in mind, too, that the research that was spoken of here, said, experts told the paper that creating an ideal average virus could have been part of work to create a vaccine that works across coronaviruses. Last month, it emerged that the U.S. had funded similar research to that outlined in the 2018 grant proposal. Well, in a research, uh, in an article that we have used in two or three of our Oswald Institute of Virology programs, just such a pan-coronavirus vaccine is, in fact, under development courtesy of the U.S. military and the U.S. AMRIIB. In that article from Defense One, again we've used it many times, the service is closing in on a pan-coronavirus vaccine and on synthetic antibodies that could protect a population before spread. That essentially is one of the things that would have been uh, possible with the development of the, uh, the virus proposed and, you know, or viruses proposed in that uh, 2018 proposal to DARPA, including EcoHealth Alliance. And with the detailed information about the genome, just such asynthesis could have been created. Part of the problem of the whole lab leak hypothesis is that uh, it really is yesterday's news in the sense that what is possible, as uh, was one of the very few people that touched on it other than that Guardian article was the author of a cover story in New York Magazine in January of this year, 2021. Uh, because any virus can be printed out from scratch, uh, the actual place of, uh, synthesis could have been anywhere. Might have been Fort it could have been anywhere else. The notion that, uh, uh that Fort Bedeck was Ground Zero from a leak, I think, is as far-fetched as the notion of a quote, leak, unquote, from the WIV. But again, once such a genomic proposal is uh, detailed, too darker, then the prevailing technology would have permitted such a thing to be developed. And as the article notes, last month it emerged that the U.S. had funded similar research to that outlined in the 2018 grant proposal. So another thing, again, this I'm going quickly because we've done so much on this, I can only touch on the key aspects. Another key aspect that I think needs to be uh, highlighted, uh, in many of the articles about the lab leak hypothesis, a Dr. Richard Ebright, or Professor Richard Ebright, capital E-B-R-I-G-H-T, is quoted as saying this uh, took place at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Uh, Ebert is someone that early on in the series, a long series about the COVID pandemic I've been talking about, I quoted because he noted uh, that this may not have been a naturally occurring virus, which was the earliest sort of a parting line on the virus. Lately, he has been almost, well, he's quoted almost always saying, yep, it comes from WIV. I Although some of his expertise appears valid, I wondered about him. He just, he has been quoted so many times as, you know, pointing the finger at China. Did a research and it turns out Richard E. Bright uh, worked for some 13 years as a co-investigator with the Howard Hughes Medical Institute, which has profound national security connections. It was the former owner of the Hughes Aircraft Company. It's also connected to Hughes Electronics. Uh, again, The national security and intelligence connections of the Howard Hughes Medical Institute cannot be exaggerated so that it it, it, uh, gives us some critical distance and perspective on what Richard Ebright has said. Turning again or turning now to the subject of Dutop agonisties, uh in our Oswald Institute of Virology series, we had a Ross Dutop column from May 29th of 2021, Why the Lab Week Theory Matters by Ross Dutop. And he uh, is uh you know basically working as something of a, a cheerleader for the lab week hypothesis. Again, he is a right-wing columnist for the New York Times and uh, more or less unapologetic cheerleader for the right-wing and the national security establishment as he was doing vis-a-vis the lab leak hypothesis. Uh, As I mentioned, uh, I think his situation is, is almost literally classically tragic. If Aeschylus had written a tragic play about Ross Dupont, and his tragic flaw is that he has been an unapologetic, and fact, like uncritical cheerleader for the national security establishment, the fact that he is now suffering grievously from Lyme disease, which was developed as a BW weapon almost certainly, and that he has had a harrowing experience uh, with the medical establishment dealing with Lyme disease is again almost classically tragic. Uh, a New York Times column, uh, by Dutat, October 30th of 2021, How I Became a Science Experiment by Ross Dutat. And in this, uh, there is discussion of how he really, he, he after contracting Lyme disease, he had to run the gauntlet of the medical institutions that were, uh, quote, treating, unquote, Lyme disease, and that basically he uh, didn't get very, it was very difficult for him to get decent medical advice. We'll talk about what he was up against in a minute. However, again, the reason this is, Classically tragic. If Aeschylus had featured Ross Dupop as the center character in a tragedy, it would have been classically tragic. Again, uh, Dupop, Agonistes. In, uh, for the record, 1135, 1136, and 1157, among other programs, we have looked at Lyme disease as a biological weapon and a consummately important book offered by Chris KRIS Newby, capital M-E-W-B-Y, called Bitten. The Secret History of Lyme Disease and Biological Weapons, published in hardcover by HarperCollins, uh, figured prominently in our series and in excerpts from pages 100 and 101 from the hardbound edition. Again, we spoke about this in 1135. Uh, The primary developer, apparently, of Lyme disease was really... Bergdorfer. He was a uh, Swiss of German origin who came to his position in the U.S. Biological Warfare Program, courtesy of Rudolf Geige, the head of Geige. G-E-I-G-Y, I I may be misspelling that or mispronouncing that. That is uh, a key member of the Swiss IG Farben, which had strong connections to the Third Reich as we looked at in, for the record, Program 1135. And Vili Bergdorfer, who uh, was credited with discovering the Borrelia Bergdorferia that carries his name, the main uh, organism involved in Lyme disease, it appears that there is cross-vectoring going on, but he confessed on camera to having uh, basically developed a biological Lyme disease as a biological weapon. Very quickly, again, from 1135 and from the heroically written book by Chris Newby Bitten. Really paused and then replied, question, has Borrelia burgdorferi have, or does Borrelia burgdorferi have the potential for biological warfare? As tears welled up in really's eyes, he continued, quote, looking at the data, it already has. If the organism stays within the system, you won't even recognize what it is. In your lifespan, it can explode. We evaluated. You never deal with that as a scientist. You can sleep better. Then Later in the video, Gray circled back to this topic and asked, quote, again, this is being, this is being uh, taped as a documentary, if there's an emergence of a brand new epidemic that has the tenets of all those things that you put together, do you feel responsible for that? Yeah, unquote. Gray asked him the one question, the only question he really cared about. Quote, "'Was the pathogen that you found in the tick that Alan Steer, the Lyme outbreak investigator, gave you the same pathogen or a similar or a generational mutation of the one you published in the paper?' The paper from 1952. The left side of his mouth briefly curled up as if he was thinking, "'Oh, well.'" Then anger flashes across his face. Yeah, he said, more in German than English again. Was the pathogen that you found in the pic that Alan Spear, the Lyme outbreak investigator, gave you the same pathogen or similar or a generational mutation of the one you published in the paper? From 1952, the left side of his mouth briefly curled up as if he is thinking, oh well, then anger flashes across his face. Yeah, he said, more in German than English. It was a stunning admission from one of the world's foremost authorities on Lyme disease. It meant that Willie had left out essential data from his scientific articles on the Lyme disease outbreak and that as the disease spread like a wildfire in the Northeast and Great Lakes region of the United States, he was part of the cover-up of the truth. It had been created in a military bioweapons lab for the specific purpose of harming human beings, and beyond that. And again, uh, in Ross Tupac's column, he talks about being part of a science experiment. He ran the gauntlet of the Lyme Disease Treatment Establishment. And Chris Newby speaks about that, and again, we're going to have to go quickly here, and how compromised they were. All of a sudden, the institutions that were supposed to be protectors of public health in connection with Lyme disease, became business partners with Big Pharma. The university researchers who had previously shared information on dangerous emerging viruses were now delaying publishing their findings so they could become entrepreneurs and profit from patents through their university technology transfer groups. We essentially lost our system of scientific checks and balances, and this, in turn, has undermined patient trust in the institutions that are supposed to do no harm skipping down. It's the patentable vaccines and mandatory tests before treatment that bring in the steady revenues year after year. And when finally, after Freedom of Information Act uh, requests were stymied for years, she got the information she had sought. A bunch of declassified emails. The emails revealed a disturbing picture of a non-official group of government employees and guidelines authors that had been setting the National Lyme Disease Research Agenda without public oversight or transparency. Bottom line, the guidelines authors regularly convened in government-funded, closed-door meetings with hidden agendas that lined the pockets of academic researchers with significant commercial interests in Lyme disease tests, and vaccines. A large percentage of government grants were awarded to the guideline authors and or researchers in their labs. Part of the group's stated mission, culled from these FOIA emails, was to run a covert disinformation war, unquote, and a, quote, sociopolitical offensive, unquote, to discredit Lyme patients, physicians, and journalists who questioned the group's research and motives. In the Freedom of Information Act obtained mails, Lyme patients, and their treating physicians were called loonies, unquote, and quacks, unquote, by Lyme guidelines, authors, and NIH employees. And that is one of the reasons why Lost Utat basically became a science experiment. Again, it is classically tragic. Now, I have spoken about The virus as in effect the North Woods virus. And this is in Malaysia. By the way, the the passages, uh, not only about Bitten, but uh, the other articles that I have dealt with, uh, are longer. Basically, if you look at the, go to the written description for this program, when it is published, uh, you can peruse it, uh, peruse them at greater length. Uh, we are going to talk now in the conclusion of the program about Operation North Woods. This comes from an excellent book and there will be a link, uh, in the written description for the program to the book, uh, that will enable you to purchase the book and again, blah, 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 get no money from this. The book is called Bobby of Secrets, offered by James Bamford, B-A-M-F-O-R-B, uh, and it was published, uh, in soft cover by Anchor Books and, uh, it, it also by Random House, again, James Bamford, B A M F O R B. Bobby of Secrets, there will be a link that will enable you to purchase the book in the written description, again, I and to get no money from this. And this is about a provocation program that was being developed by the Pentagon called Operation Northwoods. Although no one in Congress could have known it at the time, Lemonser, Lyman Lemonser, and the Joint Chiefs had quietly slipped over the edge. According to secret and long-hidden documents obtained for Bobby's Secrets, the Joint Chiefs of Staff drew up and approved plans for what may be the most corrupt plan ever created by the U.S. government. In the name of anti-communism, they proposed launching a secret and bloody war of terrorism against their own country in order to trick the American public into supporting an ill-conceived war they intended to launch against. Cuba. Codenamed Operation Northwoods, the plan, which had the written approval of the chairman and every member of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, called for innocent people to be shot on American streets, for boats carrying refugees fleeing Cuba to be sunk on the high seas, for a wave of violent terrorism to be launched in Washington, D.C., Miami, and elsewhere. People will be framed for bombings they did not commit, Planes would be hijacked, using foamy evidence. All of it would be blamed on Castro, thus giving Lemnitzer and his cabal the excuse, as well as the public and international backing, they needed to launch their war. They talk about uh, possibly sabotaging John Glenn's space mission and then uh, go on. The suggested uh, skipping now. The suggested operations grew progressively more outrageous. Another call for an action similar to the infamous incident in February of 1898 when an explosion aboard the battleship Maine in Havana Harbor Harbor killed 266 U.S. sailors. Although the exact cause of the explosion remained undetermined, it sparked the Spanish-American war with Cuba. Incited by the deadly blast, more than one million men volunteered for duty. Lemitzer and his generals came up with a similar plan. we could blow up a U.S. ship in Guantanamo Bay and blame Cuba, unquote, they propose. Casualty lists in U.S. newspapers would cause a helpful wave of national indignation. There seemed no limit to their fanaticism. We could develop a communist Cuban terror campaign in the Miami area, in other Florida cities, and even in Washington, they wrote. The terror campaign could be pointed at Cuban refugees seeking haven in the U.S. We could sink a boatload of Cuban Cubans en route to Florida, real, or simulated. We could foster attempts on lives of Cuban refugees in the United States, even to the extent of wounding in instances to be widely publicized. And the proposed bombings, false arrests. And again, uh, I... And asking the question, and I am of the belief that the lab leak hypothesis is uh, basically that COVID is a provocation, and the, the notion that well this leaked from a Chinese laboratory uh, is basically sort of a an updated and more sophisticated, more oblique, but in terms of ramifications uh, perhaps even more deadly or uh, Operation, then Operation Northwoods, and that is one of the reasons that makes Ross Dupat, Dupat agonisties in my opinion uh, again the written description for this program will uh, have greater exploration of these various articles and excerpts but we are all out of time this concludes for the record program number 1215, the Oswald Institute of Virology, part 13, Dutop Agonistes and the Northwoods Virus. This is being recorded on November 17th of the year 2021. On Dave memory, have fun.